What's going on, guys? On this inaugural episode of Football's Finest with Ethan and Seth, presented by Romine's Fitness, we ring in the fantasy football new year with NFL preview of all the schedule predictions and playoff predictions, as well as some best bets, stayaways, and sleepers for all your fantasy draft needs. Hope you enjoy the pod. Let's get this thing rolling. First ever edition of Football's Finest Fantasy Football Podcast with Easton and Seth. For the next 45 minutes or three, we're going to be tickling your ears with some of the most delightful fantasy football talk around, and I'm just ready to get going. It's football it's time. football time, baby. So, uh, how are you feeling about your team this year? I'm excited. Uh, I was lucky enough to be able to win the league last year and, uh, and get that going, and I'm just looking forward to uh, hoping... You know, I know one of my a few of my guys are gonna get hurt. It happens every year. I don't know yeah, if I've made there, an injury. There's always the week out. one guy that tears his ACL that's <laughs> drafted in the third round. But you just prepared to hit the waiver wire as soon as yeah, possible, yeah. and especially and, since they don't cost anything in our league. No, so. you just let the chips fall. Yeah. Some people go hard. We're some people are diehard fancy players where they pay money for every waiver claim. We're the type of guys we just. We put our ten dollars in at the beginning, or two years later. Well, I am in a league that does. Oh, uh, you that you biggest, are, but yeah. but I don't. But but it's not my money. So. <laughs> yeah, that's not the handle thing. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, take a look at some of the guys in our league. It's, there's not a whole lot that's threatening. There's maybe there's four teams that are perennial playoff teams, and then four teams that are perennial spud watches. Who, who's your Who's your four playoff teams? I'd say it's you, me. Um, you used to say Clay, but he's yeah he was horrible last year. I Zach's usually pretty good. Yeah, he's usually pretty. He's got he, a really. He good somehow team finished team. second to last, but he's always he's won the league and yeah. he, he always competes. Yeah, and then this was like the first year, and I think two or three years Sean made the playoffs. So I'm not throwing him in there, even though he had the best team last. Yeah, year. he should have. Well, that just that's a testament to his ability that he had the best team and couldn't get it done. Last exactly, year. can't finish the job. That's why his name got renamed two years ago. <laughs> People forget. Yeah, we won't say that on, on air. Yeah. <laughs> but before we get too far into the fantasy football talk, uh, let's do some season outlooks. Where we think each team is going to finish up on the year, uh, NFL-wise, not fantasy-wise. Uh, so we'll start with the NFC and go through that. Um, in the NFC North, pro- I think it's probably the... The, probably the strongest and most interesting division in the you NFC. You and I were sure. talking about this one yeah. off, off air. Yeah. Um, Chicago and Green Bay, that's going to be intriguing. They got them, we got them tomorrow. Uh, yeah. That's a that's a great way to open First up. NFL game. Most Thursday night football games are just snoozers. Mm-hmm. But I think I've looked at some of the games. I know the Broncos and Chiefs play this year on Thursday night, so that'll be another game. That's watchable. That'll, yeah, yeah that's watchable. And I just remember in the past, the Thursday night games haven't been watchable by any stretch of the imagination. But yeah, we got Chicago, Green Bay, and Minnesota. They're still Minnesota's a feisty team, not a team I don't think can They're compete pesky, for the playoffs. Yeah. But I've got Chicago winning this division, and Detroit. We'll just forget about them for right now. Um, so yeah, I've got Chicago finishing at eleven and five, and Green Bay will be flirting with the playoff seed. I think they've got a lot of holes in their defense or on their team just in general. Uh, but I think Aaron Rodgers fills a lot of those holes. A good quarterback can can cover up oh, a multitude yeah. of sins. Yeah, you see what Patrick Mahomes did last uh-huh. year. Uh, but yeah, moving on to the South, um, my Super Bowl that my Super Bowl team coming out of the NFC is New Orleans. I think they're only going to continue to get better. Um, should have went last year. They should have went last year, but uh, I've got them coming out of thir- thir- thirteen and three this year, and. I don't just I just don't see much challenge coming out of the division. I mean, Atlanta's frisky, but I don't see them getting better than nine and seven without Julio mm-hmm. being consistent health wise. I don't see them making too much noise. Uh, and then Carolina, they got scam, everybody's favorite scam. We like to hate on. We yeah. like to hate on scam. We'll get to them later. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, and then they got Tampa Bay. What are we gonna do with crab legs? Are they? Uh, are they still riding them out? Has he? What has he had? One average season, and the rest have been bad. 
His average season was what, his rookie year. Yeah. 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 I, I'm not. That's, I'm obviously uh, not too high on the box. Yeah, that's RG three territory, and that's a territory you don't really want to be in. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Uh, then going on to the East, I think this is another competitive division. The NFC's got a couple competitive divisions, but it's really top heavy. It's like the SEC. I mean, you got you got Philly and Dallas, and then you got Washington and New and the Giants. Yep. Washington and the Giants, really. I mean, there's a lot of divisions. I feel like that there's two teams. Mm-hmm. There's and then there's there's yeah. there's clearly there's no in between. There, yeah, it's, it's the two at the top and it's the two at the bottom. There's a very clear divide. But yeah, I think I think Philly comes out of this division twelve and four. Um, I hope that's what I have them <laughs> as. They're, I think they're probably the best roster in the league right now. They've, from top to bottom, they've got a good defense, good offense, good O line. They're fun too. Yeah, they've got, fun. They've got incredible skill guys, and it came out today that they were the team that had inquired with the Chargers about Melvin Gordon. Oh. They offered a first and a fifth rounder for him, but I guess they want more out of Melvin. But, really? Which, they, they won't give him money, but they're, but they're sure wanting to trade him. I know, which is weird considering they just got Jordan Howard from the Bears in a trade. So, uh-huh. so I don't know what they're doing at the running back position, but it'll be interesting. I guess if you stockpile talent, you're bound to win every game. Uh, but, yeah, and then I think Dallas is another – they're basically a playoff team, uh, but it all depends on what Dak does. I don't. They're they're going to go as far as Dak can take them. So I've got them sitting at ten at six. Zeke was just signed this morning. Mm-hmm. That, that just broke this yep. morning. And, yeah, that was a huge deal. That that doesn't oh make my any goodness. Sense. Yeah, you can tell Jerry's all in for this team. Oh yeah. He's he's so old that he's come to a point now where he has to win with these guys, or else I mean he may not. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe that'll influence Lincoln Riley to stay put at OU. Yeah. Seeing how much money they gave to a flipping running back. We need the Cowboys to be a wild card team yes. and get beat out. So, so they can't fire runs. they can't yeah. fire Jason Garrett. Because as long as they're making the playoffs and the mm-hmm. clapper's clapping, yeah. we'll be happy. He'll be clapping his tail off he all year be. this year because he knows he's in trouble. Oh, yeah. And then to the NFC West. Uh I don't see this being too big of a competition for them, but I, I've got the Rams pretty handily in this division. i got them 12-4. Uh, but the Seahawks are another good team. I think they're another team that will uh, contend for a wild card spot. They're always pesky. They are, and they've got a better defense now. They they literally robbed the Texans blind for uh-huh. Chevy and Cloud. Oh, Even yeah. Even if it's a one-year Do you rental. want to talk about that for a second? Yeah. That's I saw Colin Cow- your boy Colin Cowherd tweeted oh, out boy. and said something along the line. I don't have the exact tweet in front of me, but he said something along the lines of, one thing you can't deny is the Texans are a lot better now than they have been in the past. And sure, that's 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 a decent yeah. point, but but you're not going to have a draft next year, know, so exactly. something's got to be said for that. Like, I, so yeah, and you've got you didn't really improve that much. I think you went lateral. I think you mm-hmm. lost a guy and then got another decent guy because I don't think Davian Klein is a world beater. No, no. I think no. if you're draft number one, you're expected to be the next Lawrence Taylor. Yeah. He's just been a, another pass rusher you can find. I mean, he's above average, but... It'd be a decent strategy. If if the Texans had the talent to win a Super Bowl, you can just kind of screw up your draft next year and say we're all in for this season. Oh, yeah. But they're not good enough. No. They're probably going to make the playoffs because yeah. of the division they play in. But it's not something where they're going to have a chance to go compete, so I don't understand why they're screwing up their draft for the future. Yeah, I don't understand it either. It's definitely going to be interesting. But the what... In the NFC West, you also got the 49ers, who, again, I don't think they're going to be good, but I think they'll be frisky and keep some people up at night. I think they got a good enough defense, and if uh, Jimmy G. Yeah, if Jimmy GQ comes to play, then, I mean, I don't know. At least have the cheerleaders. Yeah, the girls yeah, like him. They do. <laughs> Most guys like him, too. Yeah. <laughs> Most guys envy him, anyways. And then Arizona, you, my heart goes out to Kyler Murray. I just don't see him. I don't see the Cardinals having too much success. I think a lot of... I think he'll put up a lot of numbers in garbage time and be one of those guys that you could potentially count on in fantasy later on in the year once he's got his feet wet. But yeah, it's going to be a tough year for them. His best receiver is Larry Fitzgerald, right? Yeah, 38-year-old And that's not taking anything away. Larry Fitzgerald's a legend for how oh, long yeah. he's been able to play. That's great, but you don't want that to mm-hmm. be your number one target. Yeah, and after that, I, after them two, I couldn't really name anybody on that team. No. Yeah, that's... Not good. David Johnson's still there. Oh, I forgot about it. Okay. Yeah, David Johnson. They, they got a great. They got a good running back. So my apologies. If things stay healthy. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's move on to the AFC North. Uh, this is the. I think this is the most intriguing division in football right now. Um, we got Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, all with 
a fairly legitimate place to uh, legitimate claim to win the division, especially with Cleveland and Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh's one of those guys, as Bill Simmons says, they're the Ewing theory type of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think by getting rid of those two cancers they had, the uh, I just think they're going to be a lot better. You got Juju, you got more continuity on the team, and James Conner's a good running back. James Conner's a really good running running back. Uh, my dad swears up and down by him. So yeah, so yeah, uh, and then I just think that I think a couple of younger receivers are going to take that next step. They've already got the, I would think probably the favorite to win Rookie of the Year defensively, uh, Devin Bush. So. Yeah, I think they're a tough out, but I've still got Cleveland winning this division. I think there's too much offensive firepower, and uh, the D- Pittsburgh's D still kind of struggles to defend the the passing game. So uh, the quarterback battle is going to be fun there it because will be. you have Big Ben who's on his way out. Still, still is oh, poised yeah. to. A lot of people think he's going to have a great year. Oh, he can yeah. still have a great year, but he doesn't have a lot of time left. And you have Baker who's up and coming. It'll be interesting to watch those two be. battle it out. It'll be interesting to see if the run defense for the for the Browns can get a little better this year. If, yeah. they, if they can shore up some of the problems they had last year, I think they'll mm-hmm. be well on their way to being a playoff. All team. around, they were pretty good defensively, though, yeah. as a unit last year. They're definitely the hottest pick in Vegas, I would assume. To, yeah, to there's a lot of hype around the Browns. The playoffs. Uh, yeah, then we, we touched on the South a little bit in the AFC. They're, it's Houston's division to lose, but there's not much I like about Houston. Uh, I think they've got a much tougher schedule than they did last year. Last year they went, I think, 11-5. and five, mm-hmm. And in that nine-game winning streak they had, seven of the teams didn't make the playoffs. So what's to be said about that? How good are they really? I like the, I like Deshaun Watson, but they don't have much of a running game. And they're it's pretty much relying on deep balls and uh, throwing up jump balls to DeAndre Hopkins. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, then everybody's least favorite division, the – AFC East, unless you're a Pats fan, yeah, unless, they unless you're a Pats it. fan, they love it. But yeah, I don't. There's no competition in that division. I mean, no. Pats. I have them going 14 and two. There's only, I can only see them losing a few games on their schedule, and even then, they're tough games. They right have now. maybe like the Chiefs. They got the Chiefs and the Eagles. Who will push them? Both yeah, those teams will push them. Other than that, they got they got Pittsburgh week one. So yeah, and they have a they game. have a game in Miami that always seems to trip them up. See, the, <laughs> it's the late games in Miami that yeah. trip them up. This one's week two this year when so. they're already worried about the playoffs. Yeah, so yeah, I don't see much happening in that division. I think Buffalo, Buffalo, and New York will be better this year, but I don't think they're ready to contend for a serious wild card spot. Um, I think their quarterbacks are still too young. I'm not at all a believer in Sam Darnold, unlike. Some people's counterparts, like Colin Cowboy. <laughs> we already mentioned him once. Yeah. We can bash him again. Yeah. Um, and then to the division that this apartment has the most vested interest in, the AFC West. Oh. Yeah, it pains me, but I don't see anybody challenging KC this year. I think they're probably the – I think it's their time, and I think they're finally going to get to a Super Bowl, sadly. But I have them going uh, you, third. You, you know who we got to beat in the AFC to get to a Super Bowl. Uh, that is true. And I ne- unless Tom Brady gets hurt, I never bet against the Patriots. That's true. I just Patrick Mahomes is good, man. He is good. He's the best. Do you think he's the best quarterback in football right now, or do you think it's like still Drew Brees or Aaron Rodgers? Oh, it's Patrick Mahomes. You think so? Compare if he was in a different offense, I'd say with somebody else. But that offense that they're in allows him to just be himself and throw it around like he's Brett Favre. So now I got a question for you. Who do you take? Who do you take in a playoff game? Who's the better playoff quarterback between? Oh, Tom Brady, hundred percent. Yeah, I was gonna say I I trust Patrick Mahomes and all the way up until the point where in a huge game we'll have to see. Yeah, I just I don't see many teams in the AFC challenging them. There's only really one or two. The New England and Pittsburgh, I think, has enough experience to challenge them. But yeah, I think Cleveland's still too young to challenge them and. Chargers potentially, but they're always a scam in the playoffs. Yeah, old quarterback. Yeah, um, they're lot without arguably their best defensive player. Derwin James is out for the year. Um, they struggled to defend the run last year, and I don't think they really addressed that in the drafts. So. Our running back that nobody knows yeah. when he's going to come back. Yeah, we, don't, <laughs> we don't know if Austin Eckler is going to be good. We'll talk about him yeah. a little later too. But uh, then you got my Denver Broncos, and I think they'll be better this year. I, I think we're looking at like nine and seven. I mean, okay. that defense will carry us pretty far this that year. That might be enough to get them into a, to a wild card There's spot. potential. We've got to have a lot of bounces go our way. But, yeah, I think I think Joe Flacco is a more consistent quarterback than Case Keenum. Case was just garbage. He's got a cannon. Year. He does. But, yeah, I don't 
I don't see my Broncos making a push yet. We're still a year or two away from being good. Well, it'll be interesting to see how my boy Drew Locke can do. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge believer in him. Is but, he hurt right now? Yeah. I sadly. thought he was hurt. <laughs> he, made, he made a boneheaded play. He was rolling out. Like, it's, it's week two of the preseason. Mm-hmm. You don't need to be putting your body on the line. Just take the sack. But instead, he got tripped up and then decided to throw it and twisted his thumb up. And what's going to happen if Flacco gets hurt in one of the first couple games? Who are the who's the Brandon Allen? Never oh. heard the. Is that the, is he from Arkansas? Yes, the Arkansas. Oh, he's the guy that hit the goalpost in yeah. the game. He threw a ball off a goalpost. <laughs> yeah. Our good friend Garrick is a big Razorbacks yeah. fan. I'm sure he'll love to see. Oh. They're finally a Razorback in the NFL. Oh, I know. And it's a third string quarterback. When was the last one? Darren McFadden, twenty years ago. Yeah, that was any good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then you've got everybody's favorite train wreck, the Oakland Raiders. Uh, <laughs> I think they won't be anything short of that. John, you don't think Gruden's a good It's going to be must-see TV. There's a reason the Hard Knocks is there this year. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, outside of that, I don't I don't see much happening in that division. Or happening with Oakland. I just – I think there's a lot of drama queens, a lot of stuff going on, and too many egos. But – yeah, now that's a good transition. So, uh, who do you have for maybe some write-off teams that just have absolutely no chance to make the playoffs? No chance to make the playoffs. Who do you think, who do you think I got on my list? I got it right here. Okay, Dolphins. I got, I got four of them. Yep, got Miami. Bengals. Got the Bengals, yep. Probably the Jets, I think. No. You don't have the Jets. I, I think I think the Jets are going to be frisky this year. Okay. I got them at 7-9. Okay. I don't think they're write-offs completely. But. Bills. No, not you. Ta- you were you were kind of you were kind of high on the Bills. Yeah, I, I think they've got a good enough defense. Uh, uh, maybe the Jags. No, we've got well, all right. We don't the have other the same two right uh, Oakland and Arizona. Okay, I think Oakland's a complete write off. I don't yeah. think Derek Carr's anything. Arizona I definitely write off. I, yeah. I think let's let's maybe give Gruden one more year. Yeah. and see what happens. They they got to keep him around for a while. That ten year hundred million dollar contract. Yeah, he won't be on the hot seat for at least a couple more years. And then for the pencil ends in the playoffs, I mean, those are the obvious ones. I bet I can name these. All right, go for it. Pats. Yep. Chiefs. Yep. Rams. Yep. And uh, I think the Saints. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got one more for you. Okay. I've got the Let Eagles. Get, the Eagles are a right-in? I think they're I think they're a pencil in. That Pencils you can erase. Yeah, but I for understand. right now, I've got them. I've got the four Sharpie. Man, a lot of people would and even say the pencil. Cowboys – even I think I think the Eagles are better with with a healthy Carson Wentz. This all again, this all depends on if Carson Wentz is healthy. I'll give you a pencil in. This is where we may disagree. As long as he stays healthy, I actually think the Packers will I win that, that division. I think I think Aaron Rodgers, if he can stay healthy, I don't think it's possible. If Aaron Rodgers stays healthy, I don't think it's possible for him to have a bad year. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with that. I think he's he's very talented in what he can do, and I think that he covers a lot, like we said earlier. Devontae Adams. Uh, Aaron, is Aaron Jones the running back still there? Yeah, I he's I'm, he's very underrated. Yeah, they good running he's back, good, good running receiver. Back. So yeah, with all that, um, all the NFL talk, let's get into some of our fantasy talk now. Um, so who do you have with some of your uh, fantasy locks or best bets for the year? Okay. At, uh, we're going to start at quarterback. Yeah, let's go ahead and start at quarterback. We'll walk away quarterback, running back, then receiver, and tight end. Two, my two quarterbacks that are locks that you can guarantee that are going to score you points are Pat, Patty Mahomes uh, in the AFC and Drew Brees in the NFC. I like both those guys. I, I like them. Plug uh, them in. Yeah, so I've got three in mind. I've got Patrick Mahomes, uh, Aaron Rodgers, and then Matt Ryan. I think he's a – He's a good fancy quarterback. He's maybe not somebody you want to count on to be your actual quarterback, mm-hmm. but fantasy wise, he's going to put up numbers. He makes receivers look good. He does. I mean, you uh, see Julio's what, not hard to yeah. make look good. He's a stud. Yeah, you, you see what Muhammad Sanu and Calvin Ridley have done mm-hmm. under him. But yeah, I think those three guys, you're going to definitely be in the playoffs if you have those guys on your team. Yeah, for your fantasy playoffs, they're they're guys that'll get you 18 to 20 a game, and with Patrick Mahomes, 23 to 25. So. You can't go wrong drafting either of those guys, but the big thing about quarterbacks whenever you're drafting is you don't want to draft too high. you got to fill out those skill positions first because those skill guys, those good ones, go so fast, and you can get a good quarterback later in the draft that'll average you 17, 18 points a game. So you, you've really got to find that sweet spot, especially if those three guys are gone. Uh, I just think you got to you got to figure out where the niche market is for quarterbacks. I don't usually draft one outside of the fifth round or before the fifth round. So, yeah. so 
Uh, so yeah, and some of these guys are the guys that you hold out for. So you, in my running backs, I've got Saquon, Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, and now Zeke with the late addition. Yeah. Now that he's been signed. I just think those are two can't miss guys. If you're at the top of your draft, you've got to take one of those four guys. You just now. four those all four NFC guys, aren't they? They are. Yeah. Wow. NFC's, NFC's loaded, loaded running, running back. back. I I couldn't even name outside of. Who were the who were the Pro Bowl running backs for the AFC last year? It was Melvin Gordon, Kareem Hunt. I, I didn't think about him, yeah. but he was he was hurt. Or he, he well, yeah, he had, he had his issues. He was, <laughs> had a good then, year kicking. Uh, Philip Lindsay, he was a Pro Bowler, and he didn't even play in the game because wow. he hurt his hand. Yeah, and then uh, James Conner, he was the other one. I do remember him. Yeah, yeah, James Conner so, was a stud last year. Yeah, there wasn't there really wasn't that many good running backs in the AFC. Maybe I'm sure we're leaving. I'm sure there's one or two. Yeah, there's gotta be somebody. But, but yeah, the NFC has. Arguably the best four. Oh, for sure. Uh, so who do you got at some of your locks at wide receiver this year? Um, at, I just hit on him a little bit at Green Bay. Devontae Adams, I think he's going to have a great year, with uh, depending on the health of Aaron Rodgers. But if Aaron Rodgers is healthy, I don't see any reason why Devontae Adams wouldn't have a great year fantasy-wise. That's who I have at receiver. Yeah, I always forget about him. I just... I don't know why. Another one, uh, I think you may, I think you may be getting ready to hit on this. So uh, I'll go ahead and just bring him up, Adam Thielen. Yep, I, I think, had him on my list. I think yeah. for the Vikings, Adam, that guy, he eats and up he catches. catches everything. Yeah, those hands are incredible. Yeah, I just think if you have him on your team, he's a Cantonist guy. Um, two guys that I have is Tyreek Hill and Michael Thomas. I actually have both of them on my team, so I'm pretty pumped about that. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I lucked into that, but. Um, yeah, I think those both those guys are top five receivers in fantasy. Um, I just think if you have the other guys in your lineup, you're bound to get 15, 16 a game with them. Uh, and those are two guys that will go in the late first round. So once there's that run on running backs, the mid to late rounds, you can be – or the mid to late picks in the first round, I think you'll really get either of those guys. I think I actually picked up Tyreek Hill in the second round. So oh, he's wow. outside the top ten, yeah. So I think he's, he's definitely somebody that's maybe a little undervalued Coming into this year, I, I mean, undervalued when you're still yeah. a second round pick, but I yeah. guess the only reason that is because he has a he's got a couple guys to contend yeah. with there. But I've also got one other guy on here for you that might surprise you, Juju. I think Juju Smith Schuster's yeah, about as cute. close to a lock as you can get. I think getting rid of Antonio Brown and uh, making him the number one guy, I think he's poised to have a huge year fantasy wise. I mean, you already saw what he mm-hmm. could do last year, and I don't think it's going to get better. He's and, just going to realize what it's like to be a number one receiver. You're oh, going to get yeah. doubled. And you're, so. And Ben Roethlisberger finds his number one guy. So mm-hmm. he's definitely a good quarterback. Um, and then at tight end, I don't even really know if we have to go over There's this. There's three guys. There's the cool. top three, and that's about it. Um, Kittle, Kelson, Ertz. Yep. I just, there's tight ends such a hard – it felt like five years ago there was 30 tight ends you could pick, and all of them would be good. But now you've just got those three. Like, you had – one year we had Gronk, you had, um, like, it was like the first year Travis Kelsey might have got good. Vernon Davis was still good. Yeah, Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham, yep. Uh, Gronk. Yeah, yeah, Tony Gonzalez was still in the league. Tony then. G. Yeah, I just. There was, a, like, Martellus Bennett was yeah. even good for the Bears. Yeah, there was a lot of good good tight ends. And then Delaney Walker, he was pretty good. He's falling off the radar now. Uh, yeah, there's just a lot of guys, and now there's not really anybody you can count on tight end wise. I don't know if people just devalue the position or what, but yeah. All right, well, uh, those are some of our our best bets uh, fantasy this year. So now that we've done that, who are some of your stayaways? We want to start a quarterback or, or anywhere. Go for it. Okay, yeah, go quarterback. quarterback. Uh, we I, I kind of left him alone for a little bit. I'm going to go uh, scam Newton. I, we agree on that. I think that uh, because of his lack of weapons, his tight ends, Greg Olson. There's another tight end. We we're yeah. just trying to think of he, Greg Olson. Greg Olson used to be I was really trying to good. trade him three years in a row. <laughs> I draft him week one through week ten when the trade line ended. He was on the trade block. <laughs> He's been. He was on the trade block for a while. He was. I think I got a Greg Olson deal offered to me. I think he did. <laughs> Like uh, I, every week I tried to offer him up to Caleb because he had Demarius Thomas. That was back in his heyday. But, but yeah, Cam's got one guy. I feel like he's got McCaffrey. And yeah, and I don't know if he has a down a a, a deep threat. He say, used to have Ted Ginn. Yeah, that was a deep threat for him. They drafted that DJ Moore guy last year, but I don't. He didn't show anything last year, so I don't know if he's going to be any better this year or what. I mean. Usually receivers make a pretty good jump from year one to year two, but he didn't 
have hardly any production that I know of. Yeah, we'll see. But uh, yeah, and then I have the same guy at quarterback, and then running back, I have somebody that might surprise you. I've got uh, Devonte For- Devonte Freeman. I almost called him Deontay Foreman. Uh, but yeah, I just think that uh, Devonte Freeman he's he struggles too much getting hurt. And there's one thing with guys that are consistently injured, you almost have to count on them being injured. Uh, he missed. I think he was out for most of the year last year, and mm-hmm. he's dealt with a bunch of concussions and minor injuries that have held him out for games. And I just don't think he's a guy that you can count on. And well, whenever he's healthy, he puts up good numbers, but I just don't think he's a guy that you waste a high draft pick on. I think they've got him rated in the upper 20s or lower 30s. Um, but he's somebody that I'd stay away from in the running back department. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you got anybody that stay away running? Back? I got one that's not a complete stay away, but but definitely doesn't deserve to be drafted as high. I think Le'Veon Bell's going to have a drop off at uh, in New York. I think mm-hmm. that coming from from uh, Big Ben to Sam Darnold, I think is going to be a drop off for him. And just I assume that line is not going to be anything like the like the like the Steelers line. Yeah, I just yeah I don't see him doing real well. I think he'll be a better than. Maybe a little bit what you're giving him credit for because he's such a good receiving back. But yeah, he'll he'll catch balls. But yeah, if you're in a PPR league, he'll yeah. be a lot better too. He's also he, I don't think he's in terms of like between the tackles, running the ball. He's really patient, but he just I think James Conner is the better running back than him yeah. running the ball, or at least just as good, which yeah. proved that anybody could have thrived in that Steelers. Oh, anybody yeah. who's any good could have thrived oh, in yeah. the Steelers. Yeah, if you put offense. a if you put a running back with a pulse back there, I think they're getting yeah seventy eighty yards a game. Um, yeah, and then moving on to the wide receivers, uh, I've got two guys, and I think we might agree on one of them. i got two also. All right, so I'll hit mine and you hit yours. Okay. We'll hit them at the same – I'll say mine, you say yours. Uh, i got Kenny Galladay and then Alshon Jeffrey are my two receivers. That we I agree on Alshon Jeffrey, yeah. See, with, uh, with Kenny Galladay, I just think that – I don't know. I've, I've had bad experiences, and maybe I'm getting cold feet on them. But uh, I don't think that he's a guy that you can really count on to be consistent, mainly because of the offense he's in. Because Matt uh, Matt Stafford, he just likes spreading the ball out. And, like, they don't really have a true number one guy. It's kind of a receiver by committee, if you can call it that. Yeah. And I think everybody gets 60 to 70 yards a week, and he's really not somebody you can count on as a good wide receiver, too, if that makes sense. And then – Alshon, I'll let you touch on him. I I had Alshon, and it's probably for the reason you did is is there's so many guys for Wentz. Yeah, you got Jack, you got Zach Ertz, Nelson Aguilar, and Deshaun Jackson, who just recently came over. Yeah. There are three uh, good receiving options there, mm-hmm. and I just think that he's going to have a lot to compete with. Um, good player. I don't think we're saying that he's not a good player. Yeah, I think that it's just going to hurt player. his fantasy production. Yeah, I just yeah, I I completely agree. Um, and then tight end. I got I got I got a I got one more receiver. Oh, you got one more. Oh, I, I didn't think about that. He's a real headache. <laughs> and I know he he might have some cold feet. Did Antonio you, Brown. <laughs> dude, did you see the new helmet they got him? So No, I haven't oh seen it. Oh my helmet. goodness. His own players were gassing him up for it. It looks like a Power Ranger helmet. It is the ugliest thing oh, I've seen. Oh my goodness. Like he would have been better off just using one of the helmets they were giving him. This is his last shot. If if he if he continues to have problems, he's going to be labeled. He already he's a cancer. We all know he's oh, a cancer. Yeah. But, um, it's just gonna it's gonna increase tenfold. And I think the biggest reason for the drop off, other than his off the field issues, is just going from Big Ben to Derek Carr. I'm a big believer in guys when they when they go to an inferior quarterback, their production is naturally going to drop. Yeah. And I think he's clearly the number one. Yeah, in, in Oakland. Literally nobody else. There's nobody else, so that could help him. But I just don't know about Derek Carr being able to get him the ball consistently. Yeah. And, and that and that just I don't trust that Raiders offense. I don't trust that Raiders defense. No. I don't trust Gruden. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's I, my reason on Antonio Brown. Yeah, I don't I don't see much going on with him. I don't I don't see where why he wanted to leave that offense. I get he wasn't a big fan of a big Ben, but yeah. you're winning games. But all right, well, moving on to the tight end, I've got uh, somebody that before two weeks ago, he was a he was a great pick at tight end, but now I think you can guess where I'm going with this. Eric Ebron. Okay. I just, he was a really good fantasy tight end last year. I think he was number four or five uh, total points. But I just think that he takes a big hit with 
brisket coming in, throwing in the ball, and they've also got Jack Doyle there at tight yep. end. So two tight ends. Never you got two away. tight ends that are about the same skill level. Mm-hmm. Neither of them shine. So, so yeah, that's who I got. I don't know if you have any tight ends to stay away from. <laughs> really, All I mean, of them outside number three, the top three. <laughs> you just kind of basically, if you if you have to take anybody outside four of the top four or five tight ends, yeah. then then you just have to be ready for a lack of production. There's nobody I really I, I guess I would the number four ranked tight end is uh is Evan Ingram. Yeah, he's he's pretty good. New York. He's pretty good. I just obviously don't know about Eli. So yeah. he might be one to stay away from if you if you were gonna reach for him, I mm-hmm. wouldn't reach for him. Yeah, I agree with you. All right, so uh with that, who do you think are some guys that are getting a little underappreciated? Like they're guys that you'd think of, and it's like, why are we sleeping on him? He's he's going to be guaranteed ten fifteen points a game. Yeah, I think that that uh, the wide receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals, Tyler Boyd. Oh, you we talking uh, about that's him the other not day. a name that yeah, I was yeah, I actually took him on in in yeah. our fantasy league, and I think that I, I was able to get him super late. He played in fourteen games last year. He was hurt the last two, two hundred and fifteen points in fourteen games. That's, that's um, not good. And it's really good, actually. And currently, A.J. Green is in a boot with an ankle injury. So, I don't know if he plays in week one or not, but he's not going to play fully healthy, and I just think that that's somebody for the Red Rocket to... Oh, yeah. And outside of, outside of Joe Mixon, who else is in that that offense? Oh, man. Yeah, it's just it's just Green, Boyd, yeah. And, and... Yeah. I mean, Tyler Eifert's always hurt. John Ross is a bust, so... I forgot about Tyler Eifert. Stay away from Tyler Eifert. <laughs> yeah. He gets hurt all the time in the <laughs> Yeah, he it's does. Like they know him. That's one of those guys you can always count on to be yeah. hurt. Um, do you want? Do you want to go? You got one. Oh yeah. Um, so if we're starting with the receiver first, I've got uh, James Washington out of mm-hmm. Pittsburgh. I think he had a really good preseason, and I think he was a guy that he struggled quite a bit in his rookie year. But I think this year, with another year in the offense, another year to develop and get stronger and faster. I think that he's a guy that is really going to wow some people this year. Somebody that maybe you pick up on a waiver after the first week and stash him on your bench. But, uh, yeah, I think that he's a good guy to hold on to and hold out hope for. I think he's got a real chance to be a good number number two guy in that offense. Um, I got one more receiver, who is? and you're going to disagree with me on this one. In 2017, he was a 1,000-yard receiver, Marvin Jones Jr., for the Lions, and I know I know you're going to disagree because you just hated on Galladay, but he was a, <laughs> Marvin Jones Jr. was a thousand yard receiver with Golden Tate on his team. Also, he was able to do that with Golden Tate, and I think Matthew Stafford's an above average quarterback. Yeah, so I think he's somebody to if you want to take a guy late, if a guy's still on the board and you're looking for somebody to go on your bench, one of your first bench options, stash him on your bench, see if he can stay healthy. And see if he can return to what he was just two years ago. Yeah, um, I agree with that in a sense. I think he's a good guy to have on your bench. I don't think he's somebody you want to count on though. Yeah, I what what's your explanation though for him? He put up a thousand yards in two thousand seventeen. How did that happen? I mean, I don't have any explanation there. I loved him when I I had him on my fantasy team that year, and he just uh, he was great for me. There'd be yeah. games where he'd put up twenty or thirty points. I don't know. I just can't get a mental block of having a line on my team off the as a receiver on my team. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, um, so at the running back position, somebody that I'm gonna be a little bit of a homer here. He is getting so disrespected. Philip Lindsay, are you kidding me? He was twenty seventh. Coming into this year, or he was—he's projected to be the twenty-seventh best running back this year. He was—he was like I think ten or eleven last year as an undrafted rookie, mm-hmm. splitting carries with Royce Freeman and everybody's least favorite player, Devontae Booker, public enemy number one to me. Uh, but yeah, I just—I think he's vastly undervalued. People are thinking that they're gonna have a two QB or two running back system there, and I just. I don't see it. I think Philip Lindsay's the guy. I think he's a guy you can count on, especially in PPR leagues. He's going to get a lot of receptions. Um, I, and I was thinking the new scheme they have that he's going to shine. But. I didn't see that. At running back, I have this one's fairly obvious. I have Eckler. I think oh, that you, yeah. I think that right now yeah. you have to if if you didn't take him in a draft you got to go pick him up oh, yeah, because yeah. he's going to be the starter at yeah, least yeah. for a week if not four or five yeah if he's even available in your league right now you have to yeah draft. go get him I'm sure he's not I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure anybody who knows anything yeah. about football's already scooped him up but 
Um, I like him. a league full of Roberts. He's probably <laughs> drafted. But yeah, and then a guy that might you might not think is a sleeper, uh, Drew Brees. People aren't really thinking he's going to do a whole lot this year, but I don't see it. I think he's going to be another guy you can count on. He, I think he's got to have another top five year with all the weapons he's got around him. It's hard to picture Drew Brees as a sleeper. Exactly. And <laughs> people are sleeping on him. Like, I don't even... I don't even know who picked him up this year. I think he was like the eighth or ninth quarterback off our board in the draft this year. So, so yeah, I don't. I think he's a little bit of a sleeper. Even I just don't think he's getting a lot of buzz right now. You're hearing a lot from the guys you mentioned earlier: Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Matt Ryan, even Deshaun Watson's over him. And I don't really think that should be the case. Um, but yeah, and then do you got any sleepers maybe at tight end that you're? Willing to keep an eye on. Yeah, if Jameis if Jameis can have a decent season at all, I think OJ Howard may be good. He's the fifth tight end. Yeah, I could agree with that. He uh, OJ had a good season once uh, once Fitz Magic died out and Jameis got back in. I think he started targeting more and yeah, I I don't mind that one. He he's somebody uh, who you can be satisfied with mm-hmm. on your team if you can't get one of the big oh, three. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so I've got two guys at tight end one. That did pretty good last year. It's rated a little lower this year. And then one guy that I think is going to break out. Um, we've got Trey Burton out of Chicago. And then the OUDNA, Mark Andrews. I think I think he's primed to have a big year. Even though he's with Lamar Jackson, he lives and dies by Mark Jackson. Or not Mark Jackson, this is basketball. Uh, Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Uh, I think that um, I think he's got a chance to be really good this year. But. But yeah, I just think that Trey Burton, he's another solid guy, kind of like OJ, that if he can stay healthy, I think he's got a chance to put up solid numbers this year. He's got to stay healthy, too. He, he struggled with injury all the way through his college career. Yes. Um, so now it's time for, as we wrap up this segment, um, so we're going to do flop of the week. So how it's going to work, Easton's going to pick a team that he thinks is going to absolutely flop in week one, and I'm going to pick a running – or pick a – a player that I think is going to flop in week one. So you go ahead with the team. I think that the uh, we're going to be able to write off the Cincinnati Bengals in week one. They have to go to Seattle and play against the Seahawks. They're plus ten, um, double-digit line. I just think that, that this is going to be the swan song for the Bengals. I think they're going to come out and they're going to play terrible. Andy Dalton's going to look washed up like he is. And uh, I got the Bengals flopping in week one. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with that. I don't think that they stand much of a chance. I think it's going to be a bad debut for Zach Taylor and his inaugural coaching experience. <laughs> uh, people are so high on that McVay coaching tree, and so far really didn't look like it's paid out. Mike or Kyle Shanahan really hadn't done much in uh, San Francisco, and uh, I know Matt Lafleur just got a job, and so did Zach Taylor. So it'll be interesting to see how those guys do. Um, but for my flop of the week, I've got Josh Jacobs. I think he is up against a really stiff test this week. He's uh, they're playing at home against Denver, so that defense, it's I think it's for real this year. And I just I don't see a rookie running back in his first ever game having a whole lot of success, especially a guy that didn't start at Bama. There's a lot of people that are high on him. I'm not as high on him. Uh, so I think I think he's a guy that you could put on flop alert and. He's an Oklahoma guy. He is. Tulsa McClain. <laughs> wonder if you know Shorty. Probably. <laughs> Probably. They all know each other. Uh, but, yeah. Um, so, with that, you want to go take a look at our fantasy league for a minute? Yeah. Do you want to do first coach fired? Oh. Do you want to talk first coach can, fired a little bit? Man, I completely forgot about that. <laughs> How did we? All right. So, yeah, you start that off. There's There's three guys at the top that Vegas loves to get fired this year. And there's my my pick for first coach fired. I think Jay Gruden's finally out in Washington this year. I think this. I think he's had enough. Wow. Um, I think the dead the that team in Washington. Um, I just think the R uh, They what what have they done? I mean they they just haven't really been able to do anything. They um, got worse in the off season. They think that Case Keenum's going to lead them to uh, any sort of success. They got a great punter. Tressway's a great they do. punter. FCA legend. <laughs> On fourth down, that'll be pretty good. <laughs> so they love Jay Gruden. They like Pat Shermer. Even though this is is this only year number two for Pat Shermer? It is. This is only year number two and, and he's the second favorite in Vegas to be fired. Wow. I see that's a that's kinda of surprising to me. I think they they're just gonna give him another year by default. Yeah, they should, yeah. And if Daniel Jones 
doesn't look like anything worth noting. I think they'll probably move on from him after that year. But yeah, um, the guy that might kind of surprise you a little bit. People don't hear you don't hear a lot about him. Don't make na- much national news, but. Sean McDermott. I don't think that – I think he's on the hot seat. They went to the playoffs two years ago, but they took a big risk drafting Josh Allen. And while I think that Buffalo will be better, is a 7-9 and nine season enough to keep him – keep his job? How, is this his – how many years? This will be his third year. Oh, this is the magical third yeah, year, yeah. Yeah, the third year is when you Only see Only Hugh Jackson doesn't far. make it three years. <laughs> yeah. He, he somehow made it two and a half. He should have made it two. Uh, only, co- only one coach goes 0-16 and – Gets to keep and his job. Out. Yeah, yeah. You're, you, you deserve to be done. And then another one, Bill O'Brien. Yeah. He's, if all these moves they made don't work out, he's the acting GM right now. He's getting the can. Yeah. Like, Especially you, if the if the Texans don't make the playoffs, he is 100% fired. Yeah, they have to. Yeah, they have to go 10 and 6, win the playoff, or make it to the playoffs for mm-hmm. him to keep that job. Otherwise, he'll be back in Belichick's system this time next year. <laughs> uh, and then a couple guys are going to the hot seat. Doug Maroney and Mike Vrabel. You just yep. don't hear a lot about Mike Vrabel. I know it's only his second year, but I'm not high on this Titans team. I just think Mariota's garbage. I think Ryan Tannehill, their backup, garbage. But they're flirting with starting him some if Mariota struggles early. So I don't, I don't see much to like about this team other than Derrick Henry on a Week 13 Monday night game. But I'll give you a long shot. Ron Rivera. For the Panthers, I could see it. The Panthers have been garbage since they since they lost to Peyton in the Super Bowl in yeah. twenty fifteen. I just think that they've been on a, a big skid, and you just don't that guy. You don't hear a lot from that guy. I don't know what he's uh, I don't know what he's doing there. I, sometimes I wonder if he's still alive. But uh, <laughs> I just think Ron Rivera is a guy who has an outside shot. If the Panthers have a horrible year, that could get fired. Another guy that I have, uh, if the Vikings can't get it done, I think Mike Zimmer might be on the hot seat. Yeah. I could see that. There's a bunch of coaches that they have the name recognition, but they really haven't done a whole lot. They've got talented teams around them, and I think they've they've underperformed altogether, especially the Vikings. With all that they've with all they've got around them, I mean, Kirk Cousins, I think they were made a mistake taking that. I don't know. There's really not a good quarterback out there, though. So yeah. I guess he was the best option. But Dan yeah. Quinn could be in trouble for the Falcons as a long shot if they were to have a horrible year. That, that's another one. There's a. There's a lot of guys that I that think get could, fired. That there, there's year. a there's a path to getting fired oh, yeah. for sure. I got one that's kind of fun for you. Oh, yeah. In last like, place, the, the the Vegas's highest or lowest odds, I should say. Bill Belichick plus fifteen thousand to be the first coach fired. Obviously, for performance reasons, he'll never be fired. But what if it comes out that he was with Bob Kraft at Happy Endings getting happy those massages? Endings? I he's, know. I know. We always fired. thought it was Tiger Woods that was going to be it. It ain't Tiger. <laughs> what if it's Belichick? What if he was mumbling away in the in the Happy Endings massage parlor? Then then he's he's can. <laughs> it could be. Yeah, he would be. That's almost <laughs> worth putting a buck on it. Put a buck on, on Belichick to be a Happy Endings. Yeah. Man. Yeah. I mean, you're, that's probably a buck you can just kiss goodbye, but what's yeah, a dollar? I've spent a, a buck pack, on a pack I've, of gum costs three bucks. I've spent a buck on a lot worse than oh, yeah. than Bill Belichick. Getting a massage, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that's a, that's interesting. So uh, with that, I guess we'll we'll dive into a little bit of our fantasy league. Give you all a little insight of what we got coming for us this week. Um, so I guess do we want to do a little rundown of our fantasy teams, and then we'll talk about who we got this week, and then who we thinks sure who thinks a bit. All right, so. On my team, I've got uh, Russell Wilson as my quarterback. I've also I made the mistake of drafting Scam. I know we trashed on him earlier, and I feel horrible about picking him. I wish he wasn't on my team, but that's just how the cards shook out. But in retrospect, it looks a lot better than who I would have picked because I was shuffling between him and Andrew Luck, and somehow I got lucky enough to choose oh, Cam yeah. Newton. So, so yeah. Um, I got Russell Willis as my quarterback. Then uh, two lesser known guys, Carryon Johnson and my sleeper Philip Lindsay. I think that I think they'll be serviceable, serviceable backs. And then my two receivers, uh, Michael Thomas and Tyreek Hill. I'm very confident I have the best receiving core in the in the league so far. And then I've got Zach Ertz, part of that big three. 
At flex, I've got Jarvis Landry, and then the defense and kicker. Does that really matter? No. I've got the rant. I've got the Saints right now, but I guarantee I won't be starting next week. No, just ask our friend Caleb if you think that kickers don't matter. He claims that kickers have been beating him. That's what he attributes to never winning a fantasy in the fantasy league <laughs> yeah. is, is kickers. So he would probably disagree. But no, they don't. I what what some good advice is. Don't draft, don't waste a pick on a defense and hit up the waiver wire every yeah. week and find a really garbage quarterback that the defense is playing against. And that'll that's at least enough to get you over zero. Oh, yeah. Really, as long as you don't lose points, it's a success for the defense. Speaking of Caleb, he still doesn't have a kicker. Tomorrow's the first game. <laughs> so Look for him to go get Robbie Gold or somebody, <laughs> yeah. or whoever the kicker is for one of those two games. Yeah, so uh, who you got on your team? this year oh man I know Wentz is my starter hoping that he stays healthy I think he's all those weapons that I just mentioned will uh will benefit him tremendously I know my tight ends Travis Kelsey I'm really excited about that and I think at receiver I think I have Thielen and Amari Cooper yeah which are which are two I I would argue that I might have the second best receiving core in the league with those two guys depending on how Dak plays and Tyler Boyd is your flex yeah that's another good receiver that's that's my flex guy yeah you've got a and then your running back core is pretty good too you've got Todd Gurley here who for some reason people are staying away from him but I don't really understand it I mean just because he wasn't healthy at the end of the year last year I think I think he'll be fine he's got knee arthritis that's something that's going to affect him long term not Mm -hmm. short term so yeah you're not wanting to draft him when he's 50 yeah exactly and then you got Aaron Jones I think he's a he's another guy that you could consider a sleeper yeah we talked about Uh, him yeah I, I like your team who's my kicker Legatron. Oh, got, I got, got Zerline. You've got the you've got the guy. When I play Caleb in, in whatever week that I play <laughs> oh, him, I really hope Caleb I hope Zerline goes for like fifteen points. That would <laughs> be probably great. Will. Kicks five field goals. That would that'd make my day. So yeah, you it looks like you've got a pretty good week one matchup. You've got Robert and the the Pummelers. Robert is currently projected last, which I don't know if anybody's necessarily it's to give you guys a little bit of background on our fantasy league. There's like three or four guys who always are bottom feeders. There's guys that are just consistently bad. And there's well, I mean, I I don't know. You can you can call out names if you want. I won't get into the names, but there's three or four guys in our league that, that Daniel tend to Preston, be towards- <laughs> uh, Garrick, and uh, Robert. Garrick's gonna Clay's turned into a bottom feeder. He is too. starting to. Garrick's uh, he's gonna hear this and he's gonna be all mad and then try and get me fired as commissioner. But yeah, he's. Our, one of the guys in our league, well, several. There, there's a contingent of two or three guys that blame their poor fantasy results oh, yeah. on the commissioner. It's like, I'm sorry you can't draft. <laughs> I'm sorry that you have horrible strategy. I'm sorry that you don't set your lineups until the day before and don't ever get on the waivers. This is the first year that Garrick's had his password. And yeah, it is. Go, he always loses his password. It is. And then that's the commissioner's fault. Unbelievable. And I'm, I'm a pretty, I feel like I'm a commissioner for the people. Whenever I hear rule change suggestions, I listen. I change. Mm-hmm. We adapt. We're we're a growing league. We but abolished the the uh, the conferences this year. Yeah, we did the that's, divisions. That's a new thing, which was huge. I was I remember recommending that a couple years ago, and it being met with some backlash. And then Caleb recommends it this year, yeah. and everybody's all for it. Because I'm just we, happy you got that. Yeah, because we tried to do the one two one two thing, where <laughs> with like the league finishes, and it ended up being the next year. One division was stacked and one wasn't. Uh-huh. So, which, which is what we probably should have done is just realized there's like three or four awful guys, so we could have yeah. spread them out because there's three or four guys that are gonna be historically bad. Daniel yeah. won the first, won the league the first year on a technicality. Yeah, the system. A, I beat Daniel yeah. in the playoffs, but there were, it was a two week playoff system, so yeah. he got lucky and happened to eat yeah. one out. Yeah, that's when we weren't playing for anything. So, no. uh, so yeah, so week one matchups, uh, the alpha male me is playing Tate Salad. Great name. Bad judge of character. Clay. Yeah. Clay last year, we'll we'll say that he lost. You do not want to lose in our fantasy league. We won't get yeah. into what the loser gets, yeah, but but you don't want to lose. It's less than desirable. Clay lost last year. And uh we attribute a little bit of that. Clay got married last year. He's he's the first one in our friend group to get married. So he was distracted. He's got a lovely wife, and I'm sure that I'm sure that, that played into it a little bit. But this year he's projected ninth. Yeah, out of 10 so there's no be. excuses this year and yeah. if you finish second to last in our league the other guys get to change your name yeah so i we're already names are getting thought of as we see who's shaking out where it's who's oh, going to yeah. finish at the bottom we start thinking of nicknames but zach who got his team renamed he's 
He got the message. Mm-hmm. He's projected first. You learn that if you're going to get renamed, an ex-girlfriend will probably come up in our league. <laughs> if, if you're, or if something you stupid second-wise. you have done in your past. Yeah, will, yeah. Something shady. Come up. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and then... Then in your matchup, you're projected to obliterate Robert. One, like 121 to 102. Yeah, the, the projections changed a little bit. He was projected in the 80s yesterday. Because he came back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we've got Team Aaron Baumgartner, Zach, <laughs> and Team Garrett Johnson. Uh, that's a, so Zach's projected 121, uh, Garrett 117. Um, and then, oh, Preston. <laughs> is it garbage? Oh, he's projected ninety nine. It's week one. Yeah, and, and that's a full lineup. I'm sure that's a full lineup. Yeah, um, but he's playing against Scott. Oh, uh, the team everybody wants to see lose. So one of the two. He's projected one fifteen. So uh, I think Scott's got a good makeup. But then again, he's he's pretty much all quarterback, and after that, you don't really know about him. And then. Uh, we got Team Beer and Sigs, Caleb, at one. He's one projected one fifteen playing against Daniel, who's pretty sure projected last. No, it's Robert. He's projected eighth. Who's uh, the best guy to have never won the fantasy league in our league? Is it you or Caleb? Make your case. I want. I want to run to my own horn. <laughs> the first two years, I went to the championship. I've been. I've never not been in the playoffs. Wow. I just think that my time's coming. I think that eventually I'm going to get lucky enough. I thought last year was my year. I went on a huge run and then ran into a, a buzzsaw on your team. And oh, you were just you were just on fire in the playoffs, and I couldn't do much about it. But So, yeah. It's definitely going to be an interesting fantasy year. I'm excited, excited to get going. And uh, I just think that this year is shaping up to be a good one for my team. Maybe it's shaping up to be a good one for yours. Uh, but I hope that this podcast was informative. Uh uh, we'll be back next Tuesday, I believe, to give you yep. a fantasy recap and then uh, look see ahead to the to the next week. And till then, look forward to seeing you. Time.